Good day to everybody out there. This is the first ever Perspective Through Pain YouTube podcast, and we're also on Anchor. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Breaker, Spotify. This is Brett Luster with Perspective Through Pain podcast with Steve Russell. This is meant to encourage, train, and inspire you. Now, today we are covering the NFL draft. We're covering different stories of local people who made it really good here around the Staunton, St. Louis, Highland area, uh, Metro East Illinois, uh, near St. Louis. So, say hi, Steve. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) All right, well, uh, it's such an honor to be with everybody out there. This is really a joy to be able to bring this to you. Uh, We're just trying to encourage you guys with some lighthearted things to bring out sports to another level on uh, how, how sports can actually give you a positive look in life, how it can help you achieve your purpose in life. So, Steve, let's talk about some of the key local people, first of all. Who are some of the key local people you'd like to start with that really stick out to you in in their field, the top of their field, and they're from around here? Well, baseball right now, it's Dick Odorizzi. Pretty neat last year. He, the Minnesota Twins uh, made the playoffs. So that was neat. He got a start. He lost, but I think the team just didn't get many runs. So yeah. that happens. So, yeah, he's, 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 he's got a couple of kids. He's, he's pretty good. I talked to his wife on Facebook, and she's a really nice person. Yeah, Highland guy. Mm-hmm. Way back when, it's an older fellow. I know he was born in Highland, but I don't know if I don't think he played for Highland or or I think he lived in Maryville for a while, but I don't think he played for Triad. I can't, couldn't really find anything on him. But he was a World Series champion, third baseman for the Cardinals, and and coached in the minors. Yeah. And I guess like football, be Brian Cox went to St. Louis. He went to the Dolphins. I think he's like a, I don't know, I know he's a first-round pick. I can tell you what number. Later on, he went to my Bears. But mm-hmm. I think he did very good there, and I think he got some personal trouble. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like football. Tony Romo is not from here, but he went to Eastern Illinois. Back he's got the only number retired from Eastern Illinois. I think his offensive coordinator was Sean Payton, who's the Super Bowl champion coach and still coaching for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, Steve, tell me, what what does it mean to everybody out there that you can basically be from a small-time area, and if you know your purpose, if you know what God's called you to do, how you can actually make it to the very top of your field? Like you were saying, Tony Romo, he got a contract as the highest-paid broadcaster ever and what was it 17 million i think you said a year so what so what was it how how can somebody how much of an encouragement is that to everybody out there that you can do whatever you want in your field of study field of work if you just focus no matter where you're from if you just focus he went to eastern illinois maybe what probably fewer than 20,000 people enrollment you know it's a fairly small college and uh, what does that mean to people yeah, it shows that, you know, you can do it. It's a lot of hard work. I mean, I know, like, 
said Jake Rizzi. He, he trains a lot, you know. I don't know. If, probably still doing it now. I know they have virtual stuff to do at home, but it's it's it's, it's a long grind still. I mean, you can't you can't just say, oh yeah, I'm just not going to do anything, you know. Yeah. You you, you got to work on it, like like baseball. I was reading about Tony Gwynn, how he showed up the park like at noon, watch videos, and then you know it's it's a training room. But still, still these little colleges, it's hard. I know. Uh, they always talk about the football. Well, not really football too much, but basketball. These, all these little conferences making it. You know, that's, that's why, that's why it stinks right now not having the NCAA tournament. It, you know, these small colleges making it big. You know, mm-hmm. going to like the Sweet Sixteen. Like Butler was that way for a while. Now they're kind of a bigger college now. Yeah, you can you can be in the grind, and if you're willing to, it's like part of like what the book I wrote about perspective through pain if you're willing to own the grind and just stay in it stay hungry and commit to the process you're going to make it through this kind of stuff i mean uh you talk about the small colleges and i think about people from east st louis my mom she taught spanish in east st louis high schools for her whole career about 35 years and man i think of uh jackie joiner kersey is the one that she talked about probably the most, how she came in there and she didn't have good, you know, clothes on whenever she was coming in and there were, there were worn clothes and she came from an impoverished uh, background, but she ended up, uh, her and Michael Jordan were the two people, two finalists for the the top athlete of the decade, I think it was. And, uh, she won, I don't know how many gold medals at, uh, the Olympics. And it was just, it was crazy to see what she could do coming for where she came from. And to be able to make it like that, and now she's got her own center over there in East St. Louis, a, a community center that has her name on it, and kids are coming up now through there, and they are be becoming what they can be, you know, coming out of that community and having a positive, redemptive environment to where they can actually make something out of their lives. So those yeah, I'm always reading stories yeah. on her. Yeah. She really helps out the community. Yeah, and, and uh, Darius she Miles. She feeds people. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, she feeds people. Like I said, she trains people now. And... Yeah. Yeah, she's, she, was, she was amazing. My mom said that she had a lot of heart whenever she was walking through the halls. And uh, just, man... Darius, yeah, Darius, Miles, yeah, Darius Miles was another one too. Give me just a minute. I'm gonna take a sip of my uh, Starbucks coffee here. To anybody out there who who's wondering or how we met, Steve and me, we actually work together at Walmart of all places. And uh, he doesn't work today. I I go in later, but uh, it's great knowing Steve from there. But yeah, Darius Miles was. Uh, Standout athlete at the on the basketball team at Eastside in East St. Louis, and uh, he was the most sought after high school player in the nation. He ended up being selected with the third pick in the 2000 NBA draft, I think it was, Steve. And man, he just he lit it up whenever he got into the NBA. He was, uh, but I mean, he had some some 
challenges whenever he got there and everything with finances and coming from a hard place to uh, to make it, like East St. Louis and everything, um, and just in general being so young and not having a lot of, uh, I mean, managers, shall we say, coming directly from high school into an NBA league where you're making millions of dollars, that's a big challenge. I mean, I don't know how I would have handled that coming from there, really. Um, yeah, when you're young, everybody, young and famous and get a rich country, everybody wants to be a friend, shall we say. Yeah. And everybody, uh, like, doesn't like, like you for the right reasons. It's hard to know, really, I mean, how, how you can trust people and how, you know, whether they're in it for a certain aspect of, you know, what you stand for, what kind of money you're making, what kind of influence you have, who you know. So, Steve, maybe you can give me some insight into that. How, how can you really um, know whether somebody is for you or whether they just kind of want something from you? Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> like, like really, like me, I have a few friends. It's just the way I you just can't really trust anybody nowadays. But kind of, you kind of know about you know, like my best friend, you, like like he take me to places and and you know what kind of your friends are. Yeah, <laughs> at least most of them. But you know, I think like I was talking earlier too. Like, some, like another Blues did. Like they had this number one picker, Johnson. He's not with the Blues anymore, but. He roamed with Howell McKinnis. And I know uh, Meyer Lemieux, uh, when Sidney Crosby got drafted, yeah, mm. he, he roomed with him. So, I mean, that, and they're not, they were just there, not really for, for money financially, but they were for personal, hey, you know, don't go out to these bars at one or two in the morning all the time, you know, get wasted and get a DOI, you know, you, you need to stay home with me and we'll, we'll like watch movies and stuff or like go to a restaurant, but stay away from me at bad places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the Perspective Through Pain podcast with Brett Luster and Steve Russell. This is meant to encourage, train, and inspire you, give you courage. Yeah, one thing that those players, those young players, maybe first, second year in the league, with all that money thrown at them, they're staying with those those veterans, those older players, that gives them a certain stability. It gives them a certain amount of, of perspective, really, Whenever, whenever they're... <clears throat> they've never been in that position before. They've never had that influence before. That's really awesome to see that. And uh, Steve, can you tell me a little more about kind of positioning yourself near people who who've been there, who've done that, and who've kind of faced the same challenges as you have? Yeah, like basically said, you just you, know, you need to be with the right people, and you know you need somebody to take care of you and then you say oh yeah like like after games so, you know like if said if you're like say Sidney Crosby he's more like me like after a game hey hey I want you to sign a few autographs people you know you know it, it puts on a good perspective you're, you're a nice person and, and you know like to eat right too yeah some of that stuff you know just the right physical and the, the mental part too hey you know like you know like Sidney Crosby might say hey Marla me what well, you know, what did I do here? What what did I what did I like mess up here during the game? Yeah. What can I do better? What can I do? You know. Yeah, it's so important to have that just 
that coach with you, basically, you know, that person who's living with you, if you can do that, or that person who's just really close to you, you're seeing as much as possible. I heard this thing actually from Tony Robbins, of all people. Uh, he talks about mirroring, and uh, he's talking about doing the same thing that the person in front of you is doing, and and mirroring uh, their movements, mirroring even their breathing. He even got into a deep. I mean, uh, I mean, we're taking sports to another level today. I mean, we're going going a little deeper, but uh, whenever you see somebody that you admire, when you see somebody that is maybe in your in the field that you're in, that you're working in, it's really important to pair yourself with them, to let them know that you do admire that about them, whatever that is, and then pair yourself with them. Say, hey, can I get you a cup of coffee? Can I take you, get you lunch today? You know, can I schedule a time to take you out somewhere and, and buy you something to eat? And just let them know, you know, I want to pick your brain. I admire this, this, and this about you. I think that's really important. I think that's really awesome that those players, I didn't even know that, before you told me that today earlier, Steve, about Mary Lemieux taking in those players and all that. Yeah, it's like when the Blues used to sign autographs after games and they had practiced the Mills, which I think is now closed. That mm-hmm. they, uh, we, we always thought the player named Kevin Shack or named their dog Shaddy after him. Mm. He, he loved us. and uh, He loved us because we talked about video games. He's from New York, so we talked about the Giants and and like that we you know talked to everything about him yeah you know, and there's one day at the mail somebody's like my shit he don't sign he goes the other day and leaves they said we'll get him and we called for him and then he came out and it's like yeah see I told you <laughs> yeah this Jeff Hartley too while we're on local talent uh Jeff Hartley is a pitcher for the Pirates. I just spoke to his uh, couple of his family members whenever I was at work the other day, and great people. Um, he's a local guy from Highland, Illinois, near St. Louis. He, you know, he's been in the majors for what? This is his second year, I think. They're not playing, of course, but he was in it. He was in the relieving rotation, shall we say, last year. He's making it. He's making it to the top of his profession, and he's from Highland, Illinois. He's from a town of, you know, 10,000 people. And that's that's pretty significant. That's pretty significant. I mean, Jake Odorizzi, yeah, he made the All-Star game. He's uh, he's made it a, another level or two in his career. And Hartley's just making it. He doesn't have a contract yet, but they're paying him game by game, you know, major league minimum. So that's just... And I love I love those stories. I love to see people who who make it. And Steve, do you have any other stories? Maybe even not sports related. People who have made it locally. I think you said there was a writer that you knew of. I could be an yeah. error. There. there there was a, a guy from Cam Wex, and, and I think he, I don't know, he's still alive. His name's Bob Hardy. But okay. When but when radio was you know there's no internet. They see you know he he was it in the morning show and I think it was a it was a pretty good show they did real good rank, rankings but yeah and, uh, uh, they still do still I think does maybe once in a while his name Ron Jacober and he did sports on a Sunday morning I still listen to them listen to that occasionally you know fell in but, but I think he was a little good age from Ireland so 
Bill Plaschke. Hey, Bill Plaschke, right, Steve? Yeah. From uh, SIU, Edwardsville. Yeah, he went to SIU, Edwardsville, and he uh, is a sports writer for the LA Times right now, and he's won the National Sports Writer of the Year Award seven times. I looked into that the other day. I was like, what? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I knew he was successful and everything. I'd seen him on Around the Horn on yeah, ESPN. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, musicians, uh, I actually forgot this, but Scott uh, Evans, she was at Wild Country one time. She's from, is it Kenneth, Missouri? That might be Shell Crow. She's from Missouri as well. Mm-hmm. Sarah Evans, real nice. She's on my CD on. Sarah Evans, I think I've heard of Sarah Evans. Yeah, she's country, right? Yeah, she was pretty good. I think she made a new CD out. Steve. Out. Hey, Steve, how can we forget about Gretchen Wilson? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gretchen from country. She's from uh, Pocahontas. Yeah, that's where I'm from, but my wife went to school for her. She's from Greenville. <laughs> She didn't really say too much, I was saying. It was kind of a party. Oh, yeah? Yeah, can you tell me a little more about that? I've heard about that story, but how did Gretchen Wilson get her start in the country music scene? And then uh, she played this place, which is closed now. It's the former, I think, Lowe's right now, or Home Depot. It's called Granny's Rocker. And, uh, she had been there. I think they still have a question out there with them, but it's called Beowulf. And uh, I heard she, I heard she sang there there a couple of times, but I might have seen her not knowing it. Yeah. Huh. All these places are kind of closed down now. It's everything's you know Missouri wise. Hmm. Why would you put your yourself out there whenever? You feel like you, you know, they might laugh at me. This is unusual. This is strange. People don't do this. They don't just get up and sing at these bars and things. Why would you put yourself out there like that, Steve? Why would somebody overcome that fear like that? You know what? Why would they do that? Yeah, you know, I just got to get noticed somewhere. Like, off topic here, but I heard uh, Pam Anderson uh, got her start. They showed her on a billboard. She, you know, they showed her on the, on the Jumbotron, you know, screen. So she got famous. See there, I think some brewery or somebody was there. Oh, yeah, we can hire this person. Yeah. So yeah, you, sometimes you just have to start slow. But. Hmm. Yeah, I think I just love those stories where people, they just do it. They they get out there, even though it may be uncomfortable. They just put themselves out there, and they just do it. They just say, "Hey, I love this saying." that I heard recently, it's done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. And that means, of course, you know, that, hey, if you're going to be searching for perfection over and over and over, I'm just going to wait until it's perfect, until it's the perfect timing, until I see the perfect person, until I meet the perfect person in this industry, 
I'm going to wait till then and then I'm going to make it. No, you need to go now. You need to you need to to put that foot forward now. Calculated risk. I mean, be wise about it, but whatever you're up to, whatever you're you're passionate about, look for how to put your best foot forward, but go for it. Don't wait back, don't be hanging back because eventually if you keep doing that, the opportunity is going to pass you by. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a story I heard about a country singer named Jason Aldean. Uh, the, the music industry did, didn't want to put out that he was married. It's like crazy, you know, because I guess they want all the females to like him. <laughs> yeah. Sex symbol, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing, the industry, yeah. The industry, the world is... <laughs> They have their different motives, don't they, Steve? Yeah, I read the thing where Nicole Kidman said it's from Australia. People don't know it, but together, there's a lot of prettier women than me. I just made it. Hmm. Well, she's also yeah, she's also got that going for her. She is a she is a pretty woman. Yeah. Uh, former Tom Cruise. Um, yeah, partner. There been. Mm-hmm. Got to meet, you know, I've got to meet him at Wild Country before, you know, he got real famous. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Jill Blodevogel is somebody not a lot of people have heard of, but she wrote for the Scream TV series. Have you heard of that, Steve? No. Scream? Scream TV. I mean, most people, especially, you know, who was born in the 80s and 90s. Uh, oh, the Scream movie? Yeah, the movie. Most people have heard the, of the movie. And the oh, movies. Yeah, it's a great movie, but that's yeah, not the TV or anything series. Yeah, and I believe the yeah the series were spun off of the movie, <clears throat> and she wrote many episodes for that for that TV series. She also wrote the Hallmark movie, The Russell Girl, and it's got a lot of similarities actually to uh, my hometown of Staunton. She's from Staunton. Jill Blodovogel is from Staunton, here in Illinois, small town about five thousand people. That's where I'm broadcasting from today. But uh, yeah, she's a she's a really sweet, uh, nice, terrific person. I mean, I spoke with her on the phone probably a couple of years ago, uh, and she's just uh, she's done a lot in Hollywood. Like she's written for all types of TV shows. She's kept herself employed as a TV writer now for probably twenty years or more in Hollywood. So that's that's something that. You can go that direction too. It doesn't matter where you're from, no matter where you began. You can, you can make it in the field in the industry. You can make it as far as you want to make it. Depends how hard you want to work at it. Yeah, mine's a Brad Pitty's from Missouri. Where is that? There? But one of my phone workers is is a ex-wife now, but uh, she went to school with him. Yeah. She know him well. Yeah, he actually, he went to Kickapoo High School in Springfield, Missouri. My wife and me lived there for two years, 2010 to 2012. You know, I thought he went to college somewhere in Missouri. I could be wrong on that, too. Yeah, I believe he went to the University of Missouri at uh, Columbia there. Thank you very much for joining me for this podcast. Hey, please subscribe, whatever platform you're on. And I hope to see you next time.